take me away. A secret place. A sweet escape. Take me away. That's right, bitches. It's Culture Lost. And that's, uh, what's her face? Natasha Benningfield? When did that song even come out? 2008? Oh my god. Ten years, one decade. That song is a decade old. And we're talking about the movie tonight called Take Me. Now, I added the away part because, you know, creative liberties and whatnot, so um, Pat Healy can kiss my ass on that title. But uh, this is Culture Lust, a seven early since podcast where we take movies at random off of Netflix and review the shit out of them. We have a pretty good time doing it. I'm your host, James. Tonight I'm joined with Jones. How you doing, man? What's up, man? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Let's, let's do this. And we got Griggsy Bear coming in off the campground Grigsy over there. Griggsy Bear. <laughs> Griggs, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing a lot worse now that you're going to start with that bullshit. Bro, we're making you famous. Like, hashtag. Yeah, yeah. No, but hold up. That's the fucked up thing about it. Like, let's say we become millionaires off this shit. And people are like, well, Griggsy Bear. And the next thing you know, we at the fucking Oscars or somewhere. And somebody says, <laughs> Griggsy Bear. Dude, you have like your own t shirt, your own cosplay. Dude, like, you come got a brand. on. You got to market this shit, man. Yeah. Mm, wow. Nah. I think it's cool. <laughs> so this movie, take me, not you or him or her or they. <laughs> See what I did there? Pronouns. Mm-hmm. Take me. 2017. Ray is a fledgling entrepreneur who specializes in high end, high end, really fucking okay, <laughs> high end simulated abduction. He jumps at the he chance. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> he jumps at the chance. When a mysterious client contracts him for a weekend kidnapping with a handsome payday at the end. But the job isn't all that it seems. Rob Schneider is a stapler. (laughs) (laughs) Rob Schneider. Oh, so I had I'd never heard of this fucking movie, Mm -hmm. never seen anything on it. I didn't even know who Pat Healy was. The only thing I knew from this movie was Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black. And I only watched two seasons of it and gave up on it. So coming into this movie, I was just like, meh, how bad can it be? It's a 6.0 on IMDb. It's not a horror film. Let's do this. And I was actually pleasantly surprised. Like it was it was interesting. I, I laughed a lot, actually. And uh, Jones yeah. sounds skeptical. Yeah, Jones is always fucking skeptical. Mm-hmm. But uh, what about you, Griggs? Did you what, like what? What would you have going into this, man? Just like all of them, no preconceived ideas. But I will tell you that I says, okay, I'm going to dissect this one like Jones does. <laughs> so I says, okay, I'm going to try and break it into sections and like, um, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work at all because, uh. because it was parts of it, like parts of it were I don't think that they meant them to be as funny as they were, but parts of it was was funny. I mean, it, I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it as looking back. Like, if I were to watch it again, I'd be like, man, that movie sucked. But I enjoyed it the first time I watched it. So, not yeah, I'm trying to, trying to figure out if, like, the reason why I enjoyed it is because I was at work. You know, uh, like I because Netflix lets you download shit to your mobile devices now. So I just yeah. downloaded the movie and watched it at work. 
Um, that's right, America. That's what your tax money's paying me to do. <laughs> you're free to go watch Netflix at work. <laughs> freedom <laughs> isn't free, man. They don't want to. It was know during my lunch break, night, to be man. fair, but <laughs> they don't want to know what we did on night shift, man. Shit. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I mean, like we said before, we talked offline, listeners, and we all agreed that we enjoyed seventy percent of the film. And I'm sure that'll come out as we get going on at Jones. What, what, what about you, man? First impressions? Anything? First, like, yeah, I've honestly, never heard of this. Uh, like most of these fucking things that we get. But like, yeah, first impressions, definitely not what I expected. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And and like you guys are saying, seventy five percent of the movie I surprisingly enjoyed. Maybe uh, seventy. Let's say seventy. I'm gonna go against the grain. Uh, I I yeah. I was I was really surprised with what this movie was, what the premise was. Uh, thought it was unique. Um, but yeah, man. Let's talk about it. Yeah, for sure. So it was definitely unique. Um, I'm trying to think of other films that have like a similar story or plot. And I mean, to be honest, nothing's really coming to mind. It, it feels rather original. Um, but there's just some parts like there are some tropes, I guess you could say, in the movie that didn't feel original. And of course, some of the delivery was a little off here and there. And then I mean, we'll get into it more, but. Like right out, like, you know, going into this movie, 20 minutes in, I so I'm a I watch a lot of The Office and I watch a lot of well, I've seen The Office like I don't even know how many times I've restarted the series. And uh, same thing goes for like Parks and Rec. And it's always sunny. So like your classic, I shouldn't even say classic because you're not even that old, but your staple go to comedy sitcoms at this point. I've watched multiple times. So when this movie starts out and he's doing his cringy ass sales pitch to get a loan at the bank, Mm -hmm. it just felt very uh, Michael Scott ish. Not not Mm -hmm. as funny, but cringy ish. Done before. I mean, it felt like. For me, it seems like I've seen that, like him practicing and all of that. It seems like I saw it in every show I've watched. Like, you know, like you said, boxing, right? Uh, I'm, go ahead, finish my bad. <laughs> well, so what really did it for me is his first, his first uh, client, I was going to say victim, but his first client that he kidnaps is fucking Jerry from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Parks and Rec. Jerry, Jerry, whatever, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's a, like I said it out loud. I was like in my office, and I was like, "Fucking Jerry!" And one of my docs is walking by, and she's like, "Everything good?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine." <laughs> but yeah, so I definitely got a chuckle like within the first few minutes because, damn, that was hilarious, man. Just just having him in there, and he's like shoving burgers in his face. <laughs> Yeah, and the bad that, part when he, no, when go he, ahead, was, go ahead. he was shoving him in his face, and then like he was spitting him out, but then he he chewed up the last it's one so and ate it. Yeah. <laughs> like he ate it, like and it was enjoying it. But go ahead, man. Bro. That uh, that burger like interrogation. You know, what'd you have for lunch, man? Oh, just a garden salad, really? Because I found the receipt in your jacket, <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to like figure out where it was going. You know, because I really didn't pay too much attention to the description as I do on most movies. So 
yeah, I thought it was interesting because it's like a whole nother spin on like life coach and therapist, which was hilarious that the loan officer was like, everyone thought his business plan was absurd. I think it's I honestly think it's pretty interesting. I would not be surprised if there's a fucking market for it in the in the real world right now. Like yeah, and and like you said, like um like you said, they were in Atlantic City. Well, like they were in some part of New Jersey. And I yeah, yeah, it was okay. Atlantic City. Yeah, the only two the only two places in the world I think that this could work would be Vegas and Atlantic City. That's the only two places it would be legal. Yeah. That, that as well. <laughs> that as well. Yeah, because there, I mean, there, there is a whole slew of comp- complications that could comp combat. That's a hard word for me right now. <laughs> complications that could arise if this was a legit business, and they like, show up in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was. It was pretty hilarious. So, I can't even remember the dude's name. Oh, Ray Moody. Ray. Yeah, Ray. So I thought it was interesting that. He's. I was intrigued by his character, but I feel like I was kind of let down too. If that makes sense, I I agree, but I don't know if it's for the same reasons. Oh, well, go ahead, man. What, see, what do you got? Oh, before Jones says it, mm-hmm. before you even say it, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to write it down because while I was while I was watching, I said, "Okay, what this is, is what Jones password? was saying." No, 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 no. No, it's a prediction. He wants to get to it first. (laughs) No, 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 no. I want you to go ahead and go through yours. And okay, it's written down. (laughs) All right. So we got to post that on Facebook right after this conversation so that the listeners know this is a real thing. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. I like the reason I say that is because the performance of the character didn't hit for me. I don't know. I I liked um, the concept of this guy. He's fucking weird, but he's dedicated to this job, this business industry, really, that he's created. And um, so the character itself is really cool. But I feel like director, did he write this? I don't even know who wrote this. Director... Yes. He Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. <laughs> Mike Mouse, whatever. Yeah, Mike Wazowski. Uh, but Pat Healy is the guy. He's the director and the the lead actor. And I feel like that didn't a little work narcissistic. For yeah. <laughs> and it and it, it it went against him because like he didn't have anybody saying, "No, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that route. Uh, maybe you should tweak it here and there." Like he didn't have that that voice telling him that his performance wasn't there. And I didn't feel like his character, like that character, the character is so cool to me. Like it's quirky and odd and dumb, oblivious, all these cool, cool attributes, but the, the actor didn't pull it off for me. Who would you, yeah. have, who would you have got the plan to say? Like just out of curiosity. I mean, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but I just, I'm just saying his performance like itself did not, I don't know. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti would be fucking perfect. You guys talked about him last week, but yeah. Oh, I love Paul Giamatti. I wasn't right on him. No, 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 I'm saying like he he would be. That's 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 perfect. I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna say (laughs) Paul Giamatti would be perfect for this role. And even fuck it, um, Steve Carell. Like Steve Carell has done some pretty cool roles 
since um the office yeah, and fox catcher fox catcher did you see him in um the big short yep he big was short great was in that yeah um i think he would pull this fucking he would pull this off amazingly um but i mean you it six six stars six whatever on imdb and it only made less than three thousand dollars i'm sure it was video on demand sort of thing but three thousand damn so to be fair to uh, we're totally digressing i really enjoy steve carell's dramatic performances more more than his comedy no so do i but that's why i think like if you take uh his dramatic mix it with michael scott this is the character yeah, for sure yeah. dan in real life is one of my favorite yeah. movies oh dan in real life was so good and he fucking killed it in that one i don't what know was if that one where he was like face. suicidal is that dan in real life yeah, yeah. okay yeah i makes him but yeah that that movie he was amazing in that yeah i mean you know um dinner with schmucks is funny <laughs> and then what's the one he did with tina fey uh out of towners oh, or something like that uh, date night Date night, there you go. Yeah, it was basically a rehashing of it. And then uh yeah, those movies are funny. But Dan in real life, Foxcatcher, Foxcatcher Big Fox Short. Catcher like, he killed those roles, man. Yeah. Even uh what's the one with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling? Mm. It's not love actually, is it? No. No, no it's not that's love, an old fucking movie. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh it's something like that. Though, not right? old, sorry, old to to the guys man it's almost 15 on, years man. old don't, don't stop. Don't, don't stop. <laughs> oh little miss sunshine he was amazing in that one too oh, yeah. fuck, he, he was, was amazing in that. he was suicidal in that one that's the one where he wanted to die i don't think i remember dan in real life then dan in real life is where he oh yeah this... no yeah he's just um just sad he's not suicidal yeah griggs have you seen it no not dan in real life so he's recently divorced right Mm-hmm. or his wife died i can't remember which one and he's like visiting his family like his parents have to do like a family reunion every year and he like meets this awesome perfect funny girl at a bookstore and then when he gets to his house for the family reunion it turns out oh that's his brother's girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> so all of his hopes completely get dashed like immediately oh, shit. it was it was a great film dude uh what was that one though? Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, there we go. He was good in that one too. Yeah, yeah. That was a really good one. Yeah. Like he's got some great movies. And then of course, unfortunately, there's the Evan Almighty, which we won't talk about. No. He was great in Bruce Almighty. That's what got him like noticed, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, that was last year. I forget that granted, it's only a voice actor, but he was grew. Despicable me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah, his voice is pretty cool. Yeah. For real. But yeah, I agree, man. This character didn't didn't really sell it for me. I just like Eugene's, I was really intrigued by his story. I wanted to know more about his ex and the uh, history we'll of the business. I wrote it down. That's what touched I wrote on it. What happened with his ex? That's what I thought that Jones was going they to touch on. Briefly touched on it, but I don't know. I feel like it was it was they set it up multiple times throughout the movie. Like yeah. he walks away from the banker in the beginning because they bring it up. He is scrolling through his old advertisements and staring at Polaroids of her and shit. Mm -hmm. And then he's like hurt by the wedding photo, but then he's still lingering on it. And then when they do pay it off, it's just meh. Yeah, nothing. 
at all. Yeah. Yeah. It really fell flat, especially with how the movie ended. Like the big reveal does wasn't right. a, wasn't a reveal because it was kind of obvious the whole time. But the big yeah. reveal that whatever her name is Anna was you know she did she did do this and she does like this shit. Uh, so <laughs> when when you see that at the end, like it it didn't his story his backstory his ex wife or whatever it didn't really do anything like there's no point to keep that in the movie it had zero payoff and i was actually looking 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 forward to like his wife being part of this or something you wanted to be a setup like they were hinting at and stuff yeah maybe that's what they were going for they were it was probably like a red herring or something but like it didn't it didn't work for me i was honestly kind of hoping that it was a setup, but not in the way that they were making it sound. Yeah, there's some of, unknown villain or something. I, I was to hoping that. that his wife just was basically keeping the business alive and wanted to see what he was doing in terms of competition. Like, that's what I was hoping it was going to be. Mm. At was one a, point, I thought that it was his wife and that she was doing it to see if he still loved her. And this person that he had been contracted to kidnap was like a spy for her. And it was going to be oh. this romantic ending or whatever i thought they kind of set it up when he's watching that older movie and you know the the thief is like oh you're making me want to steal one more thing and you know he's totally digging that romantic feel to it so yeah it's i thought that they were gonna try and you know schluck some love story in there somewhere Mm -hmm. i'm kind of glad that they didn't because it's a little tiring in movies just constantly love story after love story I'm fine uh, with love story if it's not a love story first. You know what I mean? Well, no, no, no. I mean the other way around. If it's a love story first and they don't like try to force it into your story. Yeah. For, like these people went through something traumatic together, so they have to be in love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, it definitely the ending was predictable, unfortunately. For mm-hmm. such a for such a cool and original, if we can say original concept of a story. I was a little let down by the ending. I feel I feel like he just wasn't very he didn't sell the emotional parts. He He wasn't good at it. Yeah, like I love I I did enjoy that he, you know, shed a tear at the end when he saw that, yeah, that was, Jerry actually was eating that salad. Was, that was amazing. That yeah. scene was so good because exactly. he was he was so down on his luck his whole life. And that was like a moment of success for him. And that was that actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. Validated <laughs> his struggle. Yeah. Did you, one thing, um, like I said, I was listening to some of the other podcasts throughout the weekend, and um, the continuity, he still had the duct tape on him after, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> from the stab wound from, from the, the glass stab, or whatever. Yeah. You know what? I found his, okay, with his character, number one, his, hor- his, his acting isn't horrible, but it's not good. Yeah. No, he did good fit. for the vast majority. It's exactly. just the emotional stuff he didn't sell very well, in my opinion. And yeah. then, but the thing is, he was also acting in the movie because he was acting like he was this big kidnapper and everything. Yeah. And he couldn't, he could he, he was really bad at it. I mean, like, she was like, he's spineless pussy. And then he like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he like got sad when she told him that. I mean, uh, I don't know. He I think it was too real for him though, because he's yeah. been, you know. But he had his I, moments though. I mean, he had, he had yeah. his moments like, and I guess 
it was bad enough to be funny when he says, I'm going to feed you to that fake ass dog. He said, I'm going to cut you up and feed you to the fake ass dog. I mean, I like, got to say, like, I really enjoyed the, the build up to the slap because yeah. you know, they made such a big deal about her asking for it and he was against it. And then, you know, he's down and he needs the money. So he agrees to do this. So I was really like cringy, hilarious anticipation to see how he was going to work it in. And he was all giddy and stuff, you know, like yeah. when he's selling her the wine and everything. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, when's the slap going to happen? I was really hoping it was going to be like the fucking most pathetic thing ever. <laughs> it hurts his hand or something. Yeah. I was hoping the exact opposite. I was hoping he'd like smack a, like knock out the chair and everything. Like, <laughs> like when the predator slapped Arnold, like, yeah. <laughs> and then she just like can we watch that movie? Right. <laughs> I want to watch Predator. But no, We're like... a new one. Yeah, again. But the... Yeah. I, I felt like that scene was what did it for me. So, like, uh, as far as predicting the end. Because they showed her, like, at least her performance. She enjoyed that slap way too much. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, all right, yep, she, she paid for this. There's no yeah. question. So the rest of the movie, yeah. I know. Yeah, I agree. They ruined it with that. And I don't know if that was just bad writing or if that was uh, that was bad directing. That's that's yeah, honestly, in <laughs> editing because like you yeah. don't have to keep that. They held on to that look that she had when he slapped mm-hmm. her, and that's what did it. Like it was like, why keep that in the movie if she didn't pay for all? Because I was I was bought in at first, man. When he gets in the car with the gun mm-hmm. and she's like freaking out and scared, I was yep. like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome. He totally kidnapped the wrong person. That like, would have been a looking, great movie. I would have loved to see that. I was looking forward to the hilarity that was gonna ensue from that whole nonsense. So this is what I thought. I thought that his wife had set him up, and he did kidnap the wrong person. And his wife had like you know basically set this all this shit up with the anonymous bank account and mm-hmm. and everything. And then that's what come. I was wondering, what the fuck did he do to her? Like, you know, that she would do something like this. Yeah. But then it was back in my head. I said, nah, this, I said, she's playing him. I mean, because she's had all the opportunities to go ahead and just run. I mean, he's not. Yeah, yeah, she kept like trying to fight him and stuff, you know. Yeah. And then she'd like get to the door and like turn around and have a dialogue with him. And then uh, it was she did fucking stab him though with a piece of glass. She, she stabbed the <laughs> shit out of him too. And I thought she stabbed him in the gut too, but he didn't have any gut, like you know, any abdomen wounds or anything like that. And then when the cops came, I said, "Oh shit, he's going to fucking jail. <laughs> he's going to jail." That scene was so cool to me though, because uh, like he uh, that that they kept cutting to the blood dripping, like yeah. on his heel or whatever, and like the cops yeah. couldn't see it and. The cops were like, yeah, right, buddy. Like, we, <laughs> we fucking know you're up to something. We're going to get you. Yeah, we have well, nothing. He now, just but. looks like your yeah, he- creeper kidnapper <laughs> type anyway, you know? <laughs> Did you see the expression when he saw the shit on the news? Like, yeah. oh, man. Oh, I didn't man. like that. I didn't like how the, the news report played, like, right when she, right yeah. when he turned on the radio. Or, right, like, at the perfect time. And, oh, shit. She, she's been, you know, missing, whatever. I, I thought that was way too convenient, but... Yeah, it was a I couple of instances like that. I can't, I can't write... I didn't write them down, but it was, it was something else that happened like that as well. I think well, it was something with the sister. That's the theme. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that was... For me, that was the main theme in this movie was, like, contrived plot points. Like, we, we have to make this happen in order to push the story forward. And 
that's all in the writing, and I blame that on the writer. <laughs> well, his sister. What about his sister? I thought it was his ex-wife at first. Really? Yeah, I missed it. Maybe I was writing notes down or something, but I, I missed was, that reference. It was something at the party that they had said that made me know that she was his sister. When he, when he gets there with the little Dollar General baseball bat that he <laughs> rips the tag off before he gets out of the van. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And I thought that did a good job in terms of kind of building his character some more because, you know, he, he I didn't really turn his back on his family, but he's been maybe too ashamed to face them. He's asking his brother-in-law for money in secret. He's trying to yeah. like pay him back in secret. Like, Definitely yeah. showed. I like how they showed that where it was like he was like pitching his company to his brother in law and it just cut it like mid sentence. <laughs> yeah. Just to show you that he does this all the time or whatever. Right. But yeah, that, that scene to me though was set up so that he, uh, it was the so that it was to bring his sister into his house. That for yes. me, that's the only reason that scene was in there mm. because. Yeah. Because I guess I ignored that, or I just didn't catch it. I oh, thought no. his sister coming to his house was hilarious, especially no, when no, she it goes funny. downstairs. It was funny, but <laughs> the only reason that scene, you know, his sister coming and then the, the party scene was in there was so that his sister, they were like, how can we get someone to walk down? All right, let's 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 add a, you know, a sister. Oh, he's got a sister. Let's go back and rewrite that. So yeah, I, I, I think can that's see where that. I came from. And then, I, thought that show was I, was I hope you're enjoying yourselves. <laughs> I like seeing the pictures, like all of his Polaroids on the wall of all of his cases or whatever. I was like, man, if the cops just like peeked their head in that and saw that shit, <laughs> his day is That's done. honestly one of the few times that I would have appreciated somewhat of a montage, though, just to get an idea of, because he kept saying, I'm very good at this. I'm very good at this. And it didn't really seem like it, but it would have been nice to get some context in terms of, aside from just Polaroids, just a bit of. Well, and uh, and they explained growing, it. They know? explained it later in the movie, and it, I thought it was yeah. so lazily done. Where they were like yeah. uh, sitting on a couch, and then he's telling his entire backstory to her. I thought they opened yeah. the movie with like well, good writing. Like at the at the bank, she mm-hmm. said she said X Y. Like she said all these things, and it set up a bunch of exposition without saying, "All right, I did this, and then I did this, and I did." It was actually right. well written. Um, and I was kind of disappointed that they didn't do it again. It, that that whole scene uh, when they're at the couch, we're just jumping all over the place, aren't we? That's that, whatever it is. That, it's a good that, discussion. That whole scene when they're at the couch towards the end, it was like the kind of, you know, the final reveals before the real final reveal. Right. Uh, I feel like that whole scene, I just totally lost interest. I stopped taking notes. I was looking at my phone, like on <laughs> Facebook and stuff. Like I didn't even notice I was doing it. Maybe it's the millennial in me, but that's just <laughs> that's just what happened. Time yeah, I would like to have seen a montage, though, man, because I feel like that is a business that, you know, say you get the idea for it, then you have to plan out how you're going to execute this. And, you know, you're going to I mean, he was already making mistakes here. I would have loved to have seen his first like three kidnappings just to see how disorganized and much of a clusterfuck it would have been. Let's I think it would have made for some great comedy. When he kidnapped the fat guy, though, it seemed like he had his shit halfway together. Yeah, I mean, it would have been cool to see how he got to that point. Yeah, granted, he had done it a couple times, but um, it seemed like he was decent at what he did as far as that. 
I mean, maybe the first time he kidnapped him, like he asked him to get in the back of the van or something like that. But um, yeah. Yeah, in my head, I'm picturing him, you know, going like running up to kidnap a client, them fighting back and like macing him because they're not exactly remembering that they like asked for this. And then as they like mace him and they start kicking him, they're like, oh, wait, Ray? Fuck, I'm sorry. Dude, yeah, that would have been pretty good. That would have been pretty good. <laughs> He's like getting beat up and maced and shit. And then they realize, like, oh, wait. <laughs> what did you say with all the movies? It's missed potential? Or, or... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we but always find stuff. And I was, yeah, I was, I wrote that down and then I started thinking we say that every episode, but like, right. that'll always happen. Like, cause when I think so. And, and I, and I was thinking about why, like, why do we always say that? It has to be like, it's hard to make a fucking movie. Like, you can't see me, but I'm like clapping my hands together, but it's hard to make a movie and we, we rip into them, but like, you can't catch all the mistakes that you've made until you watch it. You definitely on can't please everybody either. You can't please, yeah, exactly. That's of a good point not. too. And then, and then you, you you factor in personal taste. Like you guys talked about this movie being hilarious. I didn't think it was that funny at all. Mm. There were certain parts that were pretty funny, but like to me, this was not a funny movie. Like I thought this was a a dramatic, like a quirky dramatic movie with a little bit of comedy in it but for me it was the not the stuff that was supposed to necessarily be a joke that made me laugh the most i'd say for instance when he checks his bank account and it was originally seven (laughs) dollars like 13 (laughs) cents or something like that yeah i cracked out loud like i laughed out loud with that one cracked out loud whatever and then uh when he gets in the car with a gun She's like, oh my god, oh my god, are you wearing a wig? Like, <laughs> and they kept they kept doing that. They kept doing the the hair just, gag. That was good. I just circled because his sister said, um, "Don't wear that wig. Don't wear that ridiculous wig yeah. to the party." So yeah. the whole movie, I was like, "Okay, I wonder what the fuck his hair looks like under that wig." Right, and, and we didn't get to find out until she punched him in the yeah. mouth <laughs> in the woods, and the way it was hanging off of his head. I, now I, I paused it and 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 laughed for for a while <laughs> with that part right there. And I like the key where he swallowed the key. That oh whole, yeah, that, that whole bit hilarious. was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what the actor was going for the whole movie, and it didn't pay off. Yeah. But like that scene was was so well done, and yeah, especially well, when he tries to start like making himself puke to get it back. Yeah, yeah, it had its moments. It had its oh, moments. for sure, man. I was yeah. I was laughing through the majority of it. Just the concept of his business was hilarious to me. Yeah, because I honestly have, see that in like the next evolution of of things. You know, you got like escape rooms and all this shit. Like, and that's exactly what I thought of. I thought of like, okay, we got escape rooms. Like, um, could you really do this? Like, could you pay somebody to actually kidnap you and then, like. I don't know, man. Consent, know. consent is a really interesting thing. That's that's the main point, though. Like, and he, he had a contract with signatures and yeah, clauses he, and everything. He, a, he didn't see that person sign the contract, right? And that, that was the thing that lost me a little bit. Was like, but it was five thousand dollars, and all he had was seven in yeah. his account. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but when you think about it, though, that's like as what what is he 45 maybe yeah that's 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 kind of an average salary maybe a little higher but that's an average monthly salary so five thousand dollars 
if that's all you're making that month really isn't that much money when you think about it. So I don't know. But yeah, he was a little desperate in seven dollars, but <laughs> he was living in his mom's house, borrowing money from his brother in law. Selling the furniture. Selling the furniture. <laughs> yeah, he was desperate, man. He need he needed a new wig and seven dollars wasn't gonna do it. <laughs> I can still see it hanging off of his head. <laughs> yeah. And then she shot him with the it's a pellet gun and then shot him in the gut with it. And yeah. I really like how he because he was taking a shit ton of punishment throughout the movie <laughs> and he even tries to bring it up and she's like no I'm the fucking victim <laughs> and it was you know if you weren't quite sure like if she was the client or she just happened to be someone who was kidnapped she I thought she did a pretty good job of selling it right there in terms of oh yeah her performance was on point yeah he yeah. was coming out of it and she just brought him right back into it she literally said, I'm the victim in this scenario. Like she didn't even let him get a chance to break out. It was, I thought it was really well done on her end. Yeah, and then she's she, a, she's uh, a decent actress. She's uh, not the reason I quit watching Orange is the New Black. I, I think she's no, that pretty show good at everything boring. I've seen her in. It's just, yeah, the show got fucking boring, man. I just, that's the problem when you take a book and try and turn it into a, a TV series. A series, yeah. 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 A movie, yeah. sure, but a fucking series? Come on now. Game I did not does. expect it. Well, yeah, but there's more than one book. Massive fucking books. Yeah. That was a bad example. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. (laughs) How dare you? What about Lord of the Rings? (laughs) That's a massive world they created. You can make 70 movies out of that. The Cimmerillion alone. I mean, fuck, Griggs, we were just talking about this. And and Caledon the Black or whatever. I never even heard of that fucking thing. And he's fucking three mountains. That bitch is like as big as the Rockies, man. I mean. Yeah. I had no idea that dragon existed. Until he made Godzilla like a fucking Smurf. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, you saw it. Yeah, and he smoked that claymation shit was fucking grotesque, but but it was funny though. <laughs> it was funny, but it was just <laughs> terrible. Especially when Godzilla roared at him. I mean, we off the topic, but <laughs> yeah, and Jones is totally out of the loop right now. <laughs> yeah, I was checking my phone. <laughs> I was texting my wife. Yeah. Griggs and I will send um like character battles back and forth to each other like wolverine versus hulk and fucking so i sent him godzilla versus and caladon i think is his name yeah and caladon yeah. the black he's like the the fucking papa dragon from the lord of the rings universe mm. he was like what 300 times the size of smog or some shit yeah yeah he was massive like literally the size of it like like greg said the rockies like he he sat upon a mountain range. Like, that was his perch. Yes, uh, an entire mountain range. Yeah. And it took, and it took wouldn't the... Wouldn't he be in space? Like, wouldn't he be out of the atmosphere? Yeah, he was massive, dude. Yeah, he was... Yeah. He, and um, took, how did they beat him? With the blast took, of a ring, right? Yeah. For 24 ring, hours straight? So, exactly. And they says, okay, let's say they're firing once a minute. It was still enough energy. It was basically a, the, the energy of a sun... And a moon three crashing into yeah. you. Yeah, three suns crashing into you. Yeah. All For 24 long. hours. <laughs> yeah, and they put him yeah. against Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Like Godzilla's a, a badass, but nah. Nah. That's why I'm not buying this whole King Kong versus Godzilla nonsense. And I know King Kong won back in the original. He didn't but win. I still call bullshit, man. Uh, I remember. Man, oh my. Don't. Okay. 
I have to go back to. <laughs> I'm a nerd out on you for a second. New new podcast coming your way. Okay, so nerd off. <laughs> so Godzilla, they nerdgasm. They built it up, mm. and like Godzilla used to come on after Tarzan on Channel Five in New York, in New Jersey back then, and it was like eight of us in my grandmother's house. We sat around because we all had black and white TVs. We all sat around um her big floor model. And we watched it and we were all rooting for Godzilla. And they get to the big fighting, like he burns King Kong's back. King Kong punches him. And Godzilla swims off. Yeah. <laughs> swims off. Like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so we tried to justify. We was like, yeah, he got tired of fighting him. And like, you know, he just swam off. He was, it was done. And then King Kong's jumping up, doing this little stupid ass. I, uh, I was pissed. I yeah, pissed. I don't buy it, man. I really like they're they're saying Kong was a, a juvenile in Skull Island and he's still gotta grow and all this shit because they made Godzilla huge. Gareth Edwards made Godzilla fucking massive. Yes. In the 2014 movie. It was like 300 meters or some shit. Uh so yeah, whatever, dude. King Kong comes up to his knee and yeah. King Kong will be lucky if he gets to blow Godzilla in the movie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm calling bullshit on this next one, but Whatever. Godzilla's a female though, right? Or is he a is he asexual? I think it depends on which universe you're in, because he has a he it has a kid in, yeah. in the Japanese versions. Yeah, Godzuki. And then yeah, and then in the Matthew Broderick one that doesn't get acknowledged, he lays a bunch of eggs. Yeah. They just call it Zilla. The Japanese refuse to call it Godzilla. Yeah. And Uchina. in the Uchina. Yeah, in the fucking animated the newer animated movie they made like a few years ago, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, Godzilla yeah. is like the first thing that it kills. <laughs> Straight up just fucking destroys it. <laughs> Damn, that so monster. it was a female in that movie, though. And I would argue that it was a male in the 2014 version, but I could be wrong. But it could what? be asexual. It could be like uh, West African frogs from Jurassic Park. Who knows? Yeah. Just reproduce with himself. I mean. But anyway, back to Take Me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was playing uh, my new phone that whole time. Yeah, what, what, you got a new phone? What'd you get? Uh, you're not gonna be happy. Fucking Apple user, you son of a bitch! It's just the phones. I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah. Have... Anyway, with Team back Windows. To the movie. So some of the stuff I didn't enjoy, like we already talked about his lack of emotion and the lack of payoffs on some of the things, but just and this is something that goes across the it's like a a blanket statement for me with most movies and i understand to an extent why they do it but injuries in movies man uh, they they fuck him up all the time so he gets stabbed in the back right with a pretty big piece of glass huge it was a huge yeah. gash too and he was bleeding that's puncturing your chest cavity yeah. you're now going to suffer from either a hemo or a pneumo or a tension hemo pneumothorax one yeah. your lungs are going to collapse it's filling with blood you're going to need a chest tube and drainage and surgery like that's gonna fuck you up man like i don't understand why movies think you can take like four inches into your chest and you're fine <laughs> like, that's gonna that's gonna ruin you man it's the same thing it's just like comic book physics i'm telling you they it's like it's um, not a comic book though this is no, a movie. It's movie it's movie medicine i guess you would call it whatever <laughs> yeah i mean because it's you called people... cinema time like they yeah it's a oh. thing like it's it's okay in a movie. It's not, but that's like the the approach. It's okay because it's yeah. it's just a movie. Chill out, people. But and that people, shit takes me out. People get yeah. shot and run like 
Right. For days. I mean, they, yeah. you yeah. get stabbed with a sword and then like fight people off. Now, granted, I know um, what's, what's the Bean guy's name that dies in every movie? Um, I can't remember. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. The Bean guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Sean, Sean Bean. He's a knight. Sir, right? yeah, Is, he's was a knight, he knighted? Yeah. I don't know. Let me find out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he should be. Better be now. He got stabbed at Lord of the Rings and then like he just like fought off like 45 orcs after that. I mean, that's adrenaline though. There's so many stories of soldiers getting shot up by machine gun nests yeah, and I mean, still charging and all that shit. Your boy from um, uh, the Navy SEAL got shot in the head and then fought like. Yeah. Matt Ax- Axelman? Yeah, Axelman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that, but like <laughs> this pussy, I mean, like she said it. Spineless. For the listeners out there, that's that's Operation Red Wing, which was later made into a movie called The Lone Survivor, which was from the book by Marcus Luttrell. Just in case you're wondering what we're talking about there. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it does happen in real life to an extent. But, but with this guy. the biggest thing, and not even the stab wound is what bothers me the most. It's when people get knocked out and they go unconscious for sometimes hours. The perfect yeah. amount of time for the story. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone's ever watched any kind of combat sports, whether it's football, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, whatever, knockouts are very quick and they're very dangerous. And if somebody gets KO'd, they're usually up and at it in like 30 to 45 seconds at the latest. Anything past that, you're looking at like severe concussion. That's a coma, dude. Traumatic brain injury. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Dangerous shit, man. And uh, head trauma is no joke, man. Freaking. Liam Neeson's wife, she was skiing, fell down, hit her head, was able to get back up. And she's like, no, no, I'm fine. And then she died hours later from yeah. cranial hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. Like if, if Taylor Schilling would have hit her head the two times that she did in this movie in Man, real she life. She was clumsy, dude. She fucking be fucked, dude. fell down so many times. She had heels yeah. on that one time, but. Yeah. <laughs> and then she knocked the shit out of him with the, um, the poker, the. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that kills people. Like he's <laughs> yeah. dead. Did you see the now the makeup, like the gash in the back of it because they put it under the wig? It was. <laughs> it was <laughs> you, don't, you don't hit someone on the head with cast iron, and yeah. they live. Like that's yeah. not how, especially the hook, fucking end of it. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other thing was the gun. Like she had a she had a bolt action rifle and oh, she yeah. shoots the ground and doesn't recharge the rifle and he does he yeah. still holds his arms up like she's gonna shoot him. Yeah. Come on, dude, charge her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's details like that that But this movie is not a military movie or it's not a movie yeah, about no, guns. Of course so not. That's why those sort of things get get a pass somewhat, but it did take me out. I would just once like to see a movie acknowledge stuff like that, though. You uh, Dude, Three Kings. Three Kings did a pretty good job because Mark Wahlberg takes a round to the chest and George Clooney legit has to like put in a, a needle decompression in him yeah, so he can sure breathe. They did, they did like a, a yeah, chest was, or whatever. Have you seen that movie, Jones? Three Kings? I have not. It's fucking good. It's got Mark Wahlberg. Ice Cube, um, and Ice Cube, George Clooney, George Clooney, and someone else, but it's the first Iraq war, the Gulf War, when nothing happens. George Clooney is a special forces guy who gets word that there's a bunch of Kuwaiti bullion gold bars that yeah. were stolen by Saddam. And since the war is like over, essentially, 
he's like, well, fuck, I ain't getting any action, so let's go get rich. So he gets these other exactly. soldiers with him to go rob a Saddam Hussein bunker and steal all this gold. It's so fucking good, man. It's hilarious. It's action packed. Like yeah. it's a great film. Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg is pretty young, and Ice Cube is still trying to break into acting. I think he did Anaconda before that. Yeah, and <laughs> something else, Anaconda. you know. Like, yeah, yeah. But I remember was... seeing Anaconda in the theaters, dude. Me too. <laughs> I remember not being allowed to see it because my dad was a prick. Uh, what? And I was like thirteen or fourteen. Shit. Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, dude. Mom was John Voight. Yeah. Mm. Winks. <laughs> when he gets spit out. <laughs> yeah, you, you uh, check it out, Jones. It's, it's entertaining. Yeah, Three Kings is good, man. I have it on DVD. I'll let you borrow it. You've probably yet to watch Aliens, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, hold. He, he, you still have he's had, like, Griggs, he's had my Griggs. He's had my Blu-ray quadrilogy collection for like months now and has yet to watch any of them. Aliens, it came on. I watched it last night. Hold up. It was, it was at the, it was at the part with Ridley, Ripley, Ridley, where Ripley was on. Ridley Scott. When she was in the, um, the suit. So I said, fuck this. I have to rewind it to the part when like, you know, when the shit hits the fan. Like when, I don't even want to say anything else about it, but. Jones, yeah, you have man. to see it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the movie's like 400 years old. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's, old, since like it's as old as you, Five or uh, 87. No, no, no. Get this. It was so shit. It's, oh, it's, you're right. I'm older than Aliens. I, I am older than Aliens. Mm. I remember my Uncle Albert came to pick us up. 1986 when it came out. I was Jesus negative Christ. one. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was 11. <laughs> I was 11. My Uncle Albert came to pick us up and me and my brother were in trouble so we couldn't go see it. But then um, he snuck us out. He said he was going to take us to somewhere and then we went to go see it again. But yeah, I saw that shit in the movies, man. Like, we were scared to death. I don't know. Growing up in Jersey, we thought the aliens were coming to get us or something. I don't know. Scared of the shit, but you got to see it. And then movies like Attack the Block bring that reality to light. Oh, God. Don't. Pack the blocks are really fucking going too. But going back to what I was saying with Three Kings is they acknowledge those type of wounds and they even show uh like anatomy. They zoom in and like you see the bullet penetrating like house. house. Have you seen House? Uh Katie used to watch it. I know of the show. Great. They go, show. But that's they go like their, that's anatomy, their hallmark so. is that they um they it go was, into like a 3D uh, model of it was, whatever it, was, it is that I think the house, house got discovered that from them. Yeah, so Three Kings does like live tissue. It, it's yeah, it's yeah. It's Dude, pretty you cool. would like House. Like if you're if you're dedicated to the time, like you would like. You no, would he like would pick house. it apart. He he would pick it apart. <laughs> no, no, no. Take the the medical shit is pretty accurate for the most part, but that's not the point. The character of House is pretty pretty. Dope. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kid really likes the show, and I, I remember seeing episodes. He just seems so cocky, but that's what I love about him. <laughs> So one of the other movies that comes to mind in terms of acknowledging stuff like that, especially within its genre. So I'm not even sure what the genre is officially called. I call it the epic genre. And this includes movie like Gladiator, Braveheart, mm-hmm. Troy, fucking. Sure. Yeah. You know, epic. That crazy. That yeah. Epic level battles and all this chaos. So every time Braveheart did a good job of it and so did Troy. Anytime there's these massive battles where you have like hundreds of foot soldiers fighting, there's going to be bodies all over the place and stuff. They never show that being an issue. Braveheart, they did because yeah. they're like Tripping stepping over, over bodies, bodies and yeah. falling on each other and stuff. And in you know Troy, who does that is Game of Thrones. 
Yeah, Game of Thrones does a really good job with it too. You're right. So in Troy, it's one of my favorite scenes, and that's when Hector confronts who he thinks is Achilles, and it's actually Patroclus, and they're like circling each other, and the troops kind of like you know make a ring for them to fight, and you see them actively like tripping and stepping over bodies as they're trying to like size each other up. Just that little detail fucking sold that fight for me because that was so good. Because that's a whole other element you're not even thinking about if you're getting ready to go one-on-one battles. You have to fucking step over your comrades and shit. Like, man, they did and, a good job. And the with people that. on the battlefield thought it was Achilles, too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was a man. That have you ever Netflix. seen Troy? I fucking love Troy. Mm. Seen it so many times. So many times. Whoa, whoa. So kind okay. of a side note, real quick though. <laughs> we talk so much about other movies on movies that are not hundred percent good. I know. <laughs> and this movie was like really interesting. Like yeah. the, the concept was interesting and stuff, but it didn't like we're we're still talking about Steve Carell and Troy. Like yeah. it, it just says something movie. about the movie. Yeah, and, and Griggs was about. And we talked about for, Alien. We talked about more movies in this fuck, the for movie a fucking we fraction of a second. When you said Steve Carell in Troy, I thought. Well, I thought you said in Troy. I was like, wait a minute, who the fuck did he play in Troy? <laughs> but then I realized you said and Troy. <laughs> okay, Dude, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> uh, what was his name? Uh, Stephen Colbert was in all of the uh, Lord of the Rings or the uh, tr- uh, the Hobbit movies. The Hobbit, yeah. Who was he? He's a huge, like, that dude knows more about it than Tolkien did. Yeah, he's a fucking nerd, man. I've seen the memes with him talking about it. Yeah, no, he's a big-time Tolkien nerd. Mm. Okay, yeah, both of you seen Heat, right? Robert I have. De- Robert De Niro? Yeah, yeah I've, he- I've seen Heat. Okay, the part with Ned having the, like, you know, the, the bank robbery, the big bank robbery, one that inspired those guys in L.A. to do the same shit. Well, anyway, when Val Kilmer runs out of ammo and... He gets the other mag, puts it in, hits the forward assist, and then hits the, um, what do they call that, damn, the bolt on the back of it. That's what they taught us to do in basic oh, training. Oh, the plunger? No, it's cut. They cut the... Um, the charging rod? No, it's not the charging handle. It's the... Gosh. No, it's the plunger. It's like a little circle, and you have to smash it forward. Yeah, but they, call, they called it something else with us. Something uh, we, we called it a plunger in field med. Oh, well, it's, I mean, that scene right there, that it just shows different things. Yeah, you see, it's, it's just, it was just accurate. I mean, like, you know, and gun, people never switch, like, people never switch magazines or, or clips or anything like that in movies. But just saying it is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just saying that it's, um, Fucking die it was hard. accurate. It was accurate. Yeah, die hard. Yeah. Ram- a, Rambo. Yeah. One, one clip for the whole movie. Well, actually, the last Rambo, though, you saw him change the ammo cans when he was mowing down all, like, the people at the end. Yeah, but when did that movie come out? Mm. Yeah, but the, it's not important. But the point is, is that they've received all the criticism, and they're like, yeah, fuck you guys. We're going to change his fucking car trailer, oh his, his, his ammo. They're coming back with another Rambo in 2018. Who's in it? done, man. I know. It's, is it? No. Not to sit. No, nah, no, nah, hell no. Stallone isn't in this one. It's um, no details. The only person I know. Oh, get the fuck! It's <laughs> it's a indie movie. <laughs> I guess they're making it overseas or some. Siddharth Anand. Nah, fuck that. And the star is Tiger Shroff. 
So since we were, we were talking about uh, movies about people or about like medics, like real medical stuff. Yeah, it's the this... forward assist plunger. Sorry. Yeah, I, just, no. I knew it was called the plunger. The forward, yeah, the yeah, forward just, assist plunger. Yeah, we just call it the forward assist. Okay. But there's this movie I watched on Netflix called um, Bushwick. I think is what it was called, Bushwick. I had uh, Batista in it. Oh, about, yeah, Bushwick, um, New York. Yeah, well, yeah, it takes place in Bushwick, New York, but that's yeah, the name yeah. of the movie. Uh-huh. It was pretty fucking, like, it was it was poorly made, but, like, it was actually it was- really good. Like, I really interested, but, like, the, the main, uh, uh, Batista's character, he called, <laughs> James will get a kick out of this, he called himself a marine medic. Yeah. Oh yeah, because exactly. those exist. <laughs> Aside from that, though, it was it was actually pretty good. We were talking about realistic yeah, stuff. I actually That's, saw it. I actually saw it, Jones. Did you see it? I haven't James? seen it. No, I haven't seen I, it. I enjoyed that movie. Aside from that one point, I was like, I laughed so hard. But that movie, it was a single take. Like the entire movie was a single take. What a single yeah. shot, not a single take. But anyway, That's funny. the ending huh. was good though. Yeah, 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 it was it was a perfect ending. Yeah, really I wish we got it. that movie. Why can't we get movies like that? I don't know. Let me pull up the randomizer and get it ready just in case. But uh, anything else in terms of stuff you guys didn't like about this movie? Because I the music was a little bleh for me. I know. liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked, I liked the, the the beginning and the the outro. I liked well the music like was jazzy. generic. I feel like they yeah. had like like a like a pack. Like they bought a fucking pack and they just put <laughs> yeah. it in there. But it made me feel like I was watching a heist movie in the beginning. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can like, see that. I was but like, the, oh, Ocean's Eleven. Kind what of. What I liked yeah. about it was that it was kind of quirky and odd, and that like, kind of juxtaposed to the seriousness of kidnapping people. I thought that was kind of well done. And it actually kind of built tension a little bit in in a way that maybe they didn't intend. But I, I, I I'll save that for later, and I'll use that in something I do maybe later. <laughs> I like the uh, you, you like the that? ending. Yeah, the, well, the, the ending. Oh, where he sees the, the guy at the at yeah. eating the salad. Yeah. yeah, the the um, I don't know the whole atmosphere. Like I said. I, don't, I can't remember what was planned at the end when he saw that because nah. it built up. It built up to it, but other than that, I didn't even pay any attention to the music. I wasn't paying attention to the movie. Like honestly, at like the be- the beginning of the third act, I was like, "All right." The ending of the the ending of the second act kind of ruined it for me. Where like they were sitting on the couch and he was just telling his story. I was like, "All right, this is fucking stupid." But the ending, the ending worked for me. The uh, where he saw the salad, yeah. It should have been more about that. Like it should have been more about this guy has a life of failure in this moment at the end where he realizes that he was successful in one aspect, and you know that that worked for me. But I don't know, whatever. Walking down the street, stabbed and all fucked up and everything. <laughs> Dude, he had to have an infection too. Like, uh, that is what two, three days now, and wig sideways on his head. Yeah, and she gets out the trunk of the car. Like, I mean, like pops him out the trunk. Is like, okay, well, I gotta get to work now. And he's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Wait a minute, what? 
Yeah, that didn't did. work for me though, because I knew it was happening. Like it, yeah. that would have been so much more impactful if I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I can't say I totally saw it coming, but it was, uh, it was there. It was there. And Aliens got an eight. Hey, Cat Williams has a has a Netflix special now. Man, another one. God, he does not look good. <laughs> did you see when that? 16-year-old boy beat him up for the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, see, okay, get it like this. They were on a playground, and they were playing, they were playing soccer or football. I can't remember exactly what they were playing. So he gets into a fight with this dude, and it was like, yo, you just beat up a, a, a minor. And he was like, man, he's smoking. <laughs> like, he was like, he asked me for a cigarette. How the hell can he be a minor? And it was like, dude. You just beat up like a, a junior high, like an eighth or ninth grader. And he was like, well, shit, he's bigger than me. And then he walked off and like, then they arrested him. Like, wow. A couple of days later. <sighs> he's not as funny as he used to be, in my opinion. Not nowhere near. He's doing the same shit over and over again. Did you see Chappelle's new shit? No, not yet. The first one was okay. The second one... I was on a line of sight. I, okay, let me stop. I was, I was, I was watching it. I was babysitting an adult. And I, had to, I was I, doing a job. I had to pause it. I had to pause it because I was woke his ass up. <laughs> you, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. You, got, dude, I got to talk to you about that offline, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll have your write up ready for you, man. Oh no, no, shit, yes, James. I'm the one. I'm I'm the one in charge. I write. I have to write myself up. <laughs> so anyway, all right. This yeah. Episode, so back to moving ahead. So where are we at on this one? Is, is this a is this a sin? Not a sin. I'm gonna say it's not a sin. This was actually. It wasn't a a great movie, but this was a movie worth watching. And, yeah, I agree. And with I that. I enjoyed it most of the time. And I'm a nitpicking asshole, so. The, the things that I didn't like was whatever, but yeah, this movie is not a sin and go on, watch it. Like, I mean, people listening to this show already watch it hopefully, but I recommend this. I would recommend this to a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. I might even watch it again this weekend just cause, uh, my wife kind of wanted to see it. So. And I'm surprised. I, I, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's worth watching. But I'm surprised Jones said <laughs> it's a watch. I'm Maybe it's the crown that I'm drinking, but it's just like <laughs> I'm surprised. But no, it is well, worth the watch. Like I, I can I can dislike a lot of a movie, but like yeah, what is the point no, of a movie? Sure. Like yeah, it's yeah. the whole point is to entertain yourself and to separate yourself from the world. Honestly, that that's what this movie did the like I did not think about my job. I didn't think about I didn't think about any shit that was going on in my life. I was just watching the movie and I stopped taking notes after a while. I don't know if that was because like I got bored or if it was because I was interested in the movie, but I was thinking about the movie and I attribute that to the movie. So. But you Griggs. Oh no, it's, it's, it's worth watching. It's, it's worth watching maybe once or twice. I mean, I wish I had had this one 
when I was getting my tattoo done. I mean, <laughs> because it, and the whole time I was watching it, that's what I was thinking. I was like, damn, this would have been good to like double with the fucking with the horse movie with um. Man, I was I wish I was on last week. Like I wanted. Yeah, so, it sucks like, your mic issues, man. Like if I was getting a tattoo that Griggs was describing, I would want to watch like the raid or something fucking intense or like hardcore Henry or like something. Oh, fuck no, no, no. Yeah, man. Just to get me fucking hyped. Like, man, that shit I've made seen hardcore Henry. That made this shit hurt. I was watching, um, the second skyline and second skyline. Yeah. They yeah there's second. a new one. There's yeah. A I haven't watched it yet. I know yeah. I'm excited. I actually love the fuck out of that yeah, movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and I was watching that, and what's the, I can't remember the Asian guy. Yeah, I have to look him up. But he was fucking breaking arms and shit, and I was. <laughs> I'm I was, excited to see the sequel, man. It's about time. It's been like, what, six years or something so? Like it's been more than that, man. You think so? It's, it's been a while. Yeah. But anyway, we keep getting distracted. We need to start wrapping this episode up, man. We're going to. Everybody's changed podcast. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you're still with us, I appreciate it. Thanks. I know we get distracted, but that's what happens when you got fucking movie fans, man. We just get talking about random shit and somehow it all connects. So I got I got that movie for for next episode pulled up. Let's do it. I'm actually really excited because I was when did I watch this movie? I think I watched this in like I just came off of a night shift. I was fucking tired. And I couldn't sleep, ironically, because, you know, work gets you all amped up, especially when you got to restrain somebody. And so I, I put this movie on and holy shit, it was awesome. I had no idea what it was. So this is 2016 story of the Irish Army's forgotten battle. Irish Commandant Pat Quinlan leads a standoff with troops against French and Belgian mercenaries in the Congo during the early 1960s. This film is titled... The Siege of Jadotville. I'm sure I'm fucking butchering that name. But this movie is fucking awesome because there's nothing I love more than history except for unknown pieces of history that were kind of not even forgotten about, in a sense, kind of covered up. And that's what this movie is. It finally tells the story of this fucking Irish unit that was basically left abandoned by the Irish army. It's fucking amazing. It's a good story. It's really cool, man. And I'm it's excited. based on a true story, which makes it even better. Like <laughs> you told me, I, you told you, you told me. I think I told movie. you to watch this group. Yeah, like, there's so many, there's so many countries that got shit on way more than we did. Like the French military and the Irish military. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All time, of our dude. allies essentially yeah. were like yeah. second rate citizens in, in the eyes of the world. And, yeah, this I'm I'm excited about this. Yeah. Even in this current war, a lot of people fucking realize or fail to realize that the like Denmark has troops fighting with us. Mm, Canada, like, Canada, yeah, Canada holds the record for longest snipe right now. Yeah, uh, people people forget that shit. Australia has troops up there. Mm-hmm. I actually play Xbox with a, an Australian guy who you was have an Xbox? fucking. Yeah, I still play Smite on there. Dude, I'm selling my shit, and it's my Netflix box too, but. But yeah, I play I play Smite with a guy from Australia who was uh, blown up in an IED blast, and you know who's medically retired from the Australian Army and shit. Like 
people fail to realize that when they say coalition forces, like they're talking about UN, you know, we got French troops over there, English troops, Dutch troops, fucking Australian troops, not just America. Irish, right? dude. The fucking Irish are so like underappreciated in everything. But yeah. Yeah. So siege of siege at Jadotville. It's I'm I'm excited. It's been a while. I haven't seen it since the first time. Definitely excited to rewatch it. So that's that's been this episode of Cultureless, guys. Um sorry if we got off topic a little bit. If that that really bothers you, please jump on our Twitter or our Facebook at Seven Early Sins and let us know. Uh, also, Discord if you like the loose, the if you like the oh. loose format too, like we just kind of let shit yeah. go where it, where it wanted to. <laughs> if you like that too, let us know. Yeah, that's that's a good point because that's something we've kind of been doing over these last few episodes is letting the reins down a bit. Oh fuck, we don't have Ding. the horse pun counter. No, it'll <laughs> be in there. It's in there. <laughs> don't worry about it, Riggs. You missed out, but. You didn't hear it happen, but there's a there's a ding every time there's a horse pun. So yeah, it's pretty funny, anymore. dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to check it out. So uh, to I haven't streamed in fucking like two weeks, so don't worry about the daylight gamer. Don't check out YouTube <laughs> right now, <laughs> dude. So I full disclosure, I started the keto diet back on January first, and I'm down like 13, 14 pounds in like eighteen days, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, I actually feel pretty good. Problem is I'm getting up at like fucking 4 a.m. every day to make breakfast and then working all day and shit. So like when I get home, I'm making dinner. By the time everything's wrapped up, man, it's like 830 at night. Like I fell asleep on the couch before we recorded tonight. I had to set an alarm to make sure I woke up so I could record the podcast. Like I'm exhausted and fucking Jones over here, man. He's playing single dad right now. I can't even imagine how exhausted he is. Yeah, I've got the opposite of the, <laughs> the keto diet going on. I got like I got pizza and beer every night. Man, I'm like, he's 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 raising half the world over there at his house. Don't even start. Don't even. Got a whole country. Here we go. (laughs) Every week. (laughs) Every week. (laughs) See people. You know what? People gonna start thinking like my wife is like the fucking alien queen, and she just like. Lays all these goddamn pods and the kids just pop out and shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I only had three in the house was buying fertilizers a lot. <laughs> Here I come behind her. Like, <laughs> nah, literally. Nah, let me stop. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, that's like I said, that's been this episode of Culture Lust. I'm James. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. Jones, you got anything to add before we leave, man? Nah, man. Uh, I'm excited for another war film. We had, uh, what was it? The Void. Um, and The Last Samurai. I mean, uh, American-influenced war. Modern I, war. Yeah, modern war. That. That's a better one. Yeah. This is yeah. our second modern war film, and I'm excited about it. But yeah, that's it, man. Cool. Griggs? Griggsy Bear? Hashtag Griggsy Bear? Here we go. Nah. Trending. Just. (laughs) Nah, this is my first war movie. Well, shit. In the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Shit, of course. Okay. Uh, But yeah. You said The Void? Yeah, I watched that? Yeah. No, it was Saints and Soldiers, The Void. Oh. Oh, oh, The War movie. Yeah, that that was a different different movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, bad. Yeah. Because The Void was um, it's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah it was 
the black pyramids and the fucking yeah, it was the fake ass Ku Klux Klan and shit. Uh, what? Yeah, it was fucking weird, dude. It was pyramids, KKK. I'm into yeah. it. <laughs> it was it was weird as shit, man. But anyway, yeah, um, nah. I have nothing else. Cool, man. Well, listeners, you have a, you have a good one, and we'll see you next week with the siege of Jadoville. Appreciate it. Have a good night.